Hey, Joel here. It's Dining Around across the nation and sometimes around the world. Right now, we're in the San Francisco Bay Area. Specifically, we're broadcasting from the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay, a beautiful, beautiful piece of property that's San Francisco adjacent. You just take that Highway 1 and wind around, or if you're coming up from L.A., you can do that as well, and hang out on this this little jetty of land with with a golf course and a spa and Navio restaurant and, and a reason just to take some time for yourself and for your family and be a part of an experience. And the experience that I'm having at this point is uh, with the chefs and part of this global cuisine series that's going on. And don't worry, you're listening to me now, but you can be a part of it because it happens August 26th, 27th. It goes October 28th, 29th. Every month there's a different, until December, there's a different series of chefs who are here and that way you can be a part of the experience. But to tell us more about it is executive chef Xavier Solomon. He is the executive chef of the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. Chef, thank you for having me here and talking about the program. No, thank you. Thank you for you for coming. I you appreciate know. it. Hey, any excuse to be yeah, on the coast of, of California? You don't have to twist your arm too much, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I got to experience something that I hadn't before, which is a, your commercial kitchen and cooking in a professional kitchen mm -hmm. in a major hotel with Chef Charles Fan and you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, again, there's a lot of events that I always created you know, here and there. And we wanted to do something a little bit special and more exclusive uh, when we created the Global Cuisine Series. So that's why we wanted to be in the kitchen. That's why mm -hmm. the, the, the the amount of uh, guests that can do the class is limited. Right. But at least you're in the kitchen, you're, you know, in a real professional kitchen, like you say, with a chef, and you can really be hands-on and, and, and make it worth it, you know, for, mm -hmm. for you know, learning something cool. And ask questions, but in a way, yeah. because there are only like 14 or 16 people yeah, who are exactly. part of it, um, you actually, as the participant, feel as though you can ask a question of the chef. Instead of being in front of 500 people, you're like, look, I don't understand. Totally, and chef yeah. can come over and tell you about it, and you're like, I feel good about it. And that, 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 was, the, that was the purpose. We wanted people to interact, to, mm -hmm. to be... Uh, you know, it to be a friendly uh, uh, and, and, and also a fun, you know, uh, class, not something that you just sit there and, and listen to someone, you know, and, and Charles made it really fun, uh, actually, today, you know. Yes. And so far, the, the last uh, two chefs before him, you know, Telmo and, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, Claudia Sandoval, they, they were just also very, very fun. People really engage and mm -hmm. at, at, at a good time. And you're a gentleman who is really part of the Bay Area and the national culinary scene. I, I know that Will, William Werner, for example, is going to be a chef later on in yeah. the year. And he worked with you yeah, he here at Navio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, actually he was a pastry chef for the whole hotel. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they transferred from uh, Doris Carlton in uh, Florida in Sarasota, and uh, yeah. So I always, I always kind of give him a little bit of a hard time, and I said, you know. <laughs> I'm the one that brought you to San Francisco. Remember uh -huh. that. <laughs> we laugh about. Well, that. and he and he he wants for that. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah, don't know. No, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's a great guy, yeah. and, and he again he has Craftsman and Wolves in in the city, and is a celebrated pastry chef. But Totally. I love that interaction that you have with other chefs in the region. I think that this is such an important part of the community that that is apparent to the diner when you see somebody like yourself dining in a restaurant out or when you come to a place like the ritz carlton half moon bay and you look over and you see oh my gosh tom ferry was here yeah. how awesome is that that connection we as the diner love to see that and you know and i think i think you're right and i think the san francisco or the barrier chefs are, are very 
it's, it's much of a family like that. You mm -hmm. know, I don't think there is a lot of big egos or people that are like jealous of each other. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we always have fun together. Whether we're doing a charity event in the city, whether it's Meals on Wheels or te you know, mm -hmm. Eat Drink SF next month or things like that, or small events like that, uh, it it just comes together very easily. When I decided to do this, I called those chefs. They said yes in, in five minutes, you know, <laughs> I was like, of course we're coming. Of course we'd love to do that. I love so, that. Yeah. I, that is, I mean, the jumping up. And then we get to learn more about them. So if you haven't been to some of these other restaurants, it's a good way to experience them totally. and to be able to ask the people about it. Uh, let's talk about your property itself and how you bring people up because you have so many things to offer at the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. Mm -hmm. Where do you go for your own produce, your own, what, what you cook at the restaurants here? What do you look to? Well, first of all, we are lucky, you know, when you drove here, you saw that we're surrounded with farms and, mm -hmm. and, and on each side of the, you know, the, the road. So we are really trying to source locally as much as we can. Jason Pringle from Navio goes every Saturday to the farmer's market at the ferry building, you know. Uh, we have, uh, you know, as much as we can, because I think this is what our clientele expect. They want, they come to Northern California, they come here, they come, whether they come for a weekend or even, even for a conference, they want local product, local cheeses, local wine, local. So it's our, you know, we kind of have a duty to, 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 to cater to that kind of clientele. So mm -hmm. as much as we can, we use wherever we can locally. Yeah. Where did your own culinary career begin or what do you remember as a young chef coming up? Well, I, I'm a fifth generation. Of, of, of chefs. My great-grandfather was a chef, and so I was, I always say I was kind of born in it. I didn't uh -huh. have too much of a choice, but not complaining about it, but <laughs> so, I mean, I remember, I remember something about what the most clear, clear thing was, um, uh, was to stick to the season. You know, my dad used to own a one-star Michelin restaurant, and, and, and they would never have strawberries on the menu in the winter, or they would never, you know, it, it was really very, very seasonal, and we would look, we look forward to these vegetable when they would come out, you know, like we knew it was zucchini flowers mm -hmm. in the summertime and, or, and, and, and so on and so on, you know. And so I think that's always what sticks to me here today. I always tell my chef all the time, keep it seasonal, make mm -hmm. sure it makes sense. Why do we have this on the menu today? It's no more on, on the market, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So on and so on. So that's what I remember. And I think that that really feeds with our own taste memories here. Yeah. Of, oftentimes we talk about you know the big restaurant outings that we may have had as a family, but what you cook at home is what you remember, and sure. hopefully that has come through w while you're growing up. Those little things. We had a garden when I was a kid, so we would eat what was in the garden. We lived on a farm, yeah. and uh, oddly enough, sometimes the special occasions were random restaurants that now as an adult, I'm like, that's so weird that we would do that because the best food we ever had was at home. Yes, and also I think you, I totally agree with you. I think the best food souvenir is from home, mm -hmm. you know. Us, it was a little bit different because obviously our home was the abo above the restaurant. So it was not, you know, we never got disconnected from it very much. We, you know, I remember we closed, you know, the restaurant every Tuesday, so my dad would cook for us, but it was still, uh, he would cook for us, and it was not something from the menu. It was whether it was a roasted chicken or you know a gratin dauphinois, which you know one of my favorite things to eat. It was you know made just for the family, and it was very different. You uh -huh. know? Yeah. And that sounds yeah. like a wonderful taste memory totally, too. Yeah. And totally. then you can bring that to us as well. For sure. It's like that. You feel both on vacation and at home when you're a place like this because you feel the certain luxury and you're well taken care of. Yeah. 
I don't know. That sounds kind of oh, well, trite, I mean, but no, I no, do. I mean, you're right. And when I go back to France, like I was just there last week. I have, a, you know, I, I almost like I send a list in advance of what I want to eat, you know, mm -hmm. because I want to remember these moments, you know, and also these flavors. Right. You know, it's important, you know. Yeah. Do you bring that sometimes back here to Navio and here to the to the Ritz Carlton? You know, I travel quite a bit, and every time I go somewhere, or whether I go to, a, you know. Three star Michelin restaurant or bistro down the corner or something. Mm. I always bring back to the guys. I, t I take a lot of pictures. Say, hey, why don't we try to do this? And why don't we try to look, look how they prepare this fish or this meat? And maybe we can just add this to the mm. vegetable list. So yeah, we, we we communicate quite a bit with all the chefs in the kitchen. I know that you're a big fan of helping younger chefs or chefs come up sure. and working with other chefs and bringing them forward. Um, you mentioned pictures, Instagram, social media. It, it, does it help? Does it hinder? Are there things that we need to think of? I think it's, we were talking about that before, I think it does help. I think it brings creative mind, it makes them, you know, roll faster, you know okay. what I mean? People look at this, oh my God, I didn't, didn't know. I mean, I think today younger chefs are learning faster than we were. Mm. You know, we didn't have all that stuff, you know? I mean, we had cookbooks, right. and we would buy, I remember we would save money to buy a, some great chef's cookbook, or, or we would go and experience a restaurant, or we had to go work in places, or right. do a stage. And that's how we would, you know, uh, experience something different. Now with the social media and Instagram, and it's just, it's every day you get something like, I mean, every morning when I look at it, I'm just like, oh. And I, I mean, I think I sent a picture, I forward, one Instagram picture to each of my sous chefs almost every day. Uh -huh. Whether it's a, a croissant or whether it's a, a bread presentation, whether, whatever that is, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey guys, look at this. We could do that, you know. Well, and oftentimes we, we do eat with our eyes. Yeah, and for sure. It's, and yeah. there are things that I have seen. There's a, a trend that I see now, which is uh, activated charcoal ice cream and activated charcoal. It's this black food. Yeah, yeah. And I had a terrible experience off the coast of, of uh, Morocco where I had to take activated charcoal. So for me, it's not a happy thing. No, no, no. no it's, it's, <laughs> I'm like, that looks disgusting. Yeah. I, this is not a relationship I want to bring up anymore. Actually, they do, they, you know, it's funny because I was in Korea a few years back and they do toothpaste like oh, that, you know? Really? Yeah. Uh, black toothpaste. Black toothpaste. And it's supposed to be good for you. I bought one, I tried it, but, you know, it's the way the, the mouth looks all black. But, you know, it's supposed to be good for your teeth. And, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, it reminds me a little bit of risotto nero and squid ink, and That's which different. I, it's delicious <laughs> yeah. and I love it, but at the end of the meal, you look like Jean Valjean. You're yeah. like, I, <laughs> You're like you know, where are you coming from? Yeah. Ooh, I have great teeth. This, <laughs> this is not attractive. Yeah. Call me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for having me here at the property. I, no, Chef Xavier, I, I really, really appreciate it. I know that today... Um, we had the event with Charles Fan. There's a lunch that happens afterward, and I love the idea that we get to, to, to really have that intimate experience with the chefs. And, and I think that's what's most important. You know, uh, everybody can learn about doing something or cooking something, but to be able to, like the 16 people that were at the class today, they mm -hmm. will sit with Charles and for an hour and a half to our talk about food, talk about where he's from, talk mm. about Vietnam, right. talk about Vietnamese uh, uh, spices and influences. I think it's fascinating. Right. Not everybody get to do that. No, true. And he is a person who is very proud of his immigra immigrant totally. status. And he talks about totally. that freely. He's like, I worked hard. Our yeah. family worked hard. Sure. And that, I don't know, it just, it makes the success seem sweeter to the, to the outside person like myself. I agree with you, and you know, when, when we chose the chef to do this, it was, that was, we had this in mind. We wanted chefs that were so proud of their heritage mm -hmm. and, and where they come from, and, and they, were, they were cooking food that, like you just said, like they're from, from their childhood or from their family, and mm -hmm. I mean, Telmo, 
does food from from his hometown. Yeah, I mean, he's he Azorian yes, from yeah. from Portugal. And, and and that shows so much when he was here last last month in his passion about what he does. And I mm -hmm. think that's what it's important. To, it was important to me to get a, a series of chefs that are all passionate, one in their own way, mm -hmm. and are cooking food from their country or from their heritage or from their, you know, where they're from. With, with a lot of passion. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, thank you again. No, I sure, appreciate thanks. it. The chef is Xavier Salomon. He is the executive chef of the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay French Master Chef of the Year. It's a recent award that he's had. Uh, the property itself is one Miramontes Road in Half Moon Bay, but the best thing to do is to check out uh, ritzcarlton.com backslash uh, HMB for Half Moon Bay. And that way you can get all the information. You can yell at Siri and say, well, how the hell do I get there? But that way you can find out more about it. The hashtag is Global Cuisine Series. And they have that information posted there are events each and every month for the next couple of months until December I think it would be an awesome gift if you have too many people coming for Thanksgiving uh, you might want to have that gift of a getaway here to the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay I know Joel Haragoyen is going to be here in November or an early Christmas gift as well or just something that's very holiday if you don't just want to come out to Half Moon Bay and look at pumpkins during harvest you can come all the way to the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay and and wave at them I know they have a big display here as well. I'm Joel Moore, food, wine, and travel. Next time, check me out at Dining Around on Instagram and at Joel Riddell on Twitter. More food, wine, and travel next time.